Pastor Rich, Pastor Bill, with all of the staff members, and, and so many of the life group leaders. I've got to tell you, I have a long history in uh, uh, worldwide, actually, and certainly across America, in working with churches and church leadership teams and planting and revitalizing and all of that. And I, can, I could introduce you to scores of churches and tell you stories about scores of churches where there are, you know, hundreds and sometimes even thousands of people that are gathered that don't have 63 people meeting in life groups. Amen. And, and I, I, I say that to their shame because there's something really wonderfully powerful about transferring the ministry into the hands of the people that God intended it for. Make no mistake about it. This is a meeting of the ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody, put your hand up. Put it up. Wave it around and say, I'm a minister. Amen. You are. If you're born of the Spirit of God, God is living in you, and God is expecting you to be a part of his ministry, to be increasingly more and more like Christ. That's what a disciple is, a learner uh, and a reflector of the things that God is doing. But God has put you into this world in relational situations that nobody else can reach and nobody else needs to reach because God wants to make you effective in reaching your circle of influence. And that's really, why does God give apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers? And why does the church organize and develop meetings like this for training and encouragement? It's to equip all the saints. Look around you one more time. Check them out. Those are saints. Contrary to Catholic opinion, Saints are not people on stained glass windows who have been venerated in certain ways. They are those who are born of the Spirit of God. You're saints. That's why when Paul would write, he would write to the saints at Ephesus, to the saints in Thessalonica, to the saints in various places. And so I'm here this morning to speak to the saints in Arlington. Amen. And God gives apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to equip the saints so that you can more effectively do the work of the ministry that only you can do. That God has uniquely called you to be a partner in. Amen. And so every one of you, here's the ultimate goal. Can I, uh, I don't think this is speaking out of school. We would love it if all of you ran a small group. If there were, instead of seven, if there were 70 small groups. Because, by the way, if there were 70 small groups, there'd be about 700 people in the network. That's just how this works. It's not complicated. It's pretty simple math by tens. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to be a part of this fellowship for so many reasons, uh, not the least of which is that the heart for the king and the kingdom is really being reflected here. Ego is not overtaking the house. We got to be the coolest, slickest, this and that and the other thing. No, no, no. We just want to be Jesus people. We want to equip every person, every grandma, every seven-year-old. Amen. Every handicapped individual. 
Everybody struggling with life and issues. We want to equip them to do the work that God has uniquely called them to do and to be the disciple that God has uniquely gifted them to be. So, Father, help us with that, we pray in Jesus' name. That's what we want to do here today. That's what the purpose of this gathering is really all about. And, Lord, these are precious, precious saints of God that you want to equip and powerfully energize with vision, with passion, with, with an infilling of the Holy Spirit, with a sense of clarity and a compelling love and an assurance of faith that drives them, Lord, literally drives them to build together the kingdom of the Lord. That's what you said. That's what you, you told us to do. As you, in your going into all the places that you go, make disciples of every nation, teaching them to observe all the things that you're living by, the command and the leadership and the kingdom and the kingship of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for that today, and we certainly give these next moments to you to do just something like that. It isn't so important that everybody hears every word I say, but it is important that you speak to us in this medium, in this time, that in addition to the voices we hear in our heads and our hearts, the voice we hear through this microphone, that we also hear the word of the Lord, the word of the spirit of the Lord into our spirits and our hearts because that's the verifiable truth. That is the glorious eternal word. That's the word that spoke worlds into being. And believing that word, we can be everything you have called us to be. We can do everything you have called us to do. We can see everything you have called us to see. So help us with that, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. That's a tall order, isn't it? Amen. Now, you see, we're already charged up. I love that. I am too. I'm excited about it. We're excited to be here. My wife and I are missionaries that this fellowship supports. We're uh, part and partner. We're much more here because we're just at home. The staff and partnerships that we have here are just beautiful to us. But uh, every time I show up without my wife at any gathering, however small or large it may be at Bethel, I get chewed out if my wife is not with me. And so there she is. It's verifiable. Chris, you want to stand up and greet everybody? Why don't you do that? Yes. I used, I used to just affectionately call her the Speaker of the House, <laughs> because I would be traveling in these various places in the world, and she was really busy. Uh, we have two children, and they were much smaller at those times when I was literally gone six to nine months out of the year, and, uh, and she was the voice of God in those kids' lives and in the house. Now I can't call her the Speaker of the House because she preaches more than I do. She's out there sharing with women's groups and uh, young leaders, and God has invested her into young women, especially in ministry. She is just uh, being used of the Lord tremendously in that way. And so uh, 
if you want, don't know her, get to know her. She's pretty cool. Trust me on that one. She's pretty cool. Well, I want to talk to you today about the gospel of the kingdom. Now, there's a reason I want to talk to you about the gospel of the kingdom, because it's really the only gospel that there is. If you are preaching any other gospel than the gospel of the kingdom, Paul's advice was that you should be cursed. If an angel from heaven comes down and preaches anything, But the gospel of the kingdom, I don't care how threateningly large he or she may be. That'll just stretch some of your faith on angels right there. Or or however intimidating they be. If an angel from heaven or anybody preaches any other gospel than the one you've received, which is, make no mistake, the gospel of the kingdom, then they should be accursed. Now, why do I say that? I say that because that's what it says in Matthew chapter 24, what Jesus said as one of the signs of the last days. It says in Matthew 24, 14, that this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So that somehow one of the signs of the coming of the Lord is not just wars or famine or uh, the various kind of things that you see or even the falling away, the apostasy of the church. How many of you know the apostasy of the church is a sign of the last days? People who just don't, don't want sound doctrine. They don't want to be told the lordship and the leadership of Christ. They want to be told, you're okay. It's all good. God just loves everybody, so y'all okay. That's a lie. That is not the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is about the rulership of the king. And Jesus said, it is this gospel of the kingdom that will be preached in all the world. Now get this, as a testimony. I just want to stop there for a sec because that is what the scripture says, isn't it? You know, we, we don't call, I had a chance to, at the, the Red Robin the other day, if I was a part of that group, I had a chance to just share a sermon with the server. No, you didn't. I had a chance to share, share a special song with the person who served our table. No, you didn't. But you did have a chance to testify. You had a chance to tell, hey, I'm a Jesus follower. We love Jesus. We're a part of a bunch of people who, who have been saved by the power of God, and we live under the Lordship of Christ. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world in testimonial form. You've got to get this, because this is the ministry that God has called us to. This is the reality of the kingdom. Everybody on board. Well, I'm not called. Yes, you are. I didn't say you were a pastor or an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist or a teacher, but you are a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a disciple of his, and as such, you are charged to preach this gospel of the kingdom as a testimony. How cool, because you don't have to have three points and an illustration. You don't have to have a tear-jerking story. To make everybody go, I'm so sorry, Jesus. You don't need any of those things. What you do need is a real experience. 
with a real God. You need some love of Christ that so fills your spirit that others feel it flowing through you. That it touches their souls so much so that some of them will one day say, why do you even care? I mean, it's obvious that, that you do, but I don't understand why. What a beautiful moment to be able to tell them because of the love of Christ fills my heart. Not because I'm the sharpest tool in the shed. Not because I'm the best Christian that ever walked the planet. But because the love of Christ for you is filling my heart and my soul. And that, he is what you sense. He's with us. Amen. This is preaching the gospel as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end comes. So I have hope for the great revival that God has promised in the last days to be right here, right now, and from here on with and in you. Amen. Wouldn't it be great if all of the people who are gathering in churches just across the Metroplex this morning would all of a sudden get a sense of the calling of Christ and begin to live this way every day with everyone, everywhere they went. Do you think God might do something? I think he might. In fact, I think that's his plan. In fact, I think that's what this says. You guys are going, oh, you tricked me. It's a good trick. Amen. So let's connect with this scripture, this, this gospel of the king. Now, why do I say that it's incredibly important that we understand it? Because in the last days, in these last days in which we live, there is a fight for the faith that we have to learn to war and to win. How many of you know this gospel of the kingdom, like we're talking about right now, is not what is being preached? People are being told, just show up at church. You know, if you want to be a graduate Christian, tithe. You know, maybe take up a ministry, help to park cars, or take care of the children, or do this and that. Serve the Lord somehow. And, and really, if you want to be like giant Christian dynamo, lead a small group. That's what people are being told. That's like, you know, that's how you serve the Lord. That's just not true. What, you, you, and then what do you do the rest of the week? What do you do when the children aren't meeting? What do you do when there's no car to park? No one to greet coming in the door, no meeting. Well, I just live like I want to all week. And I visit God on the weekends. At the Lord's house. On the Lord's day. We've given him a day. We've assigned him a house. A spot. And, and, and some people get really vicious about it. It's the Lord's house. Don't bring a cup of coffee in here. Don't bring a piece of food in here. Now if that's your tradition, I love you. But here's the truth. You are the Lord's house. You want to know what the sacred place is? We are. Amen. Because wherever we are, He is. Amen. And where He is, is holy ground. 
It's the holy place. Amen. You see, that's the beauty of it. This is the reality of who we are. But this is not what is being preached in the world. This is not the gospel that is filling the airwaves. This is not what giant books are built about and filling the shelves of the bookstores. Why? Because this doesn't involve all of that special stuff. This involves you on a day-by-day basis learning to live and move and have your being under the direct leadership of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Why are you so kind? Because Jesus wants me to be. And he's with me. Why would you stop and give me a ride? Why would you stop and help me with, with my flat tire? Why, why, would you, why, why would you even take the time to, you know, to mow my lawn? Why, why would you? What? what, what huh? Well, what's your reason? Because God is with me. Because this is who Jesus is. This is the love he's put in my heart for you. Amen. I love you so much. You're just so cute. You're all sitting here like, okay, when does the hammer drop? That was it. (laughs) Oh, I'm looking for something harder. Nope. No. This is the reality. I want something complicated. I want to be super person. I want to be anointed. Have you ever seen people who try to look anointed? And all they succeed with is weird. Come on. Or spooky. Goofy. I just, when people do that to me in Jesus' name, I just want to go. Because the Lord is with us. And you don't have to shine. You don't have to be all of that. You don't have to, you know, act like you're all of that, especially if you're not. But you need, to, you need to admit that he's here, that he's with you. You're living under the lordship and the leadership of Christ. That's what the kingdom is about. The kingdom has a king, and the king is coming. Amen. There's a, there's a, there's a future position of the kingdom. The, the thing that Israel struggled with and why they did not recognize and understand Jesus to be the Messiah, why they couldn't fully get a hold of it, the disciples reflect it in their own questions. Because in their own questions, when they get close to Jerusalem, their questions start to be, you know, especially after three years of Christ ministering, their questions are, will will you this year establish the kingdom? Is this the year you're going to do the whole Messiah thing? Because the whole Messiah thing, the whole Messiah thing is going to kick out all of the foreign governments. You're going to end all the oppressive regime against the people of God. You're going to end it, and you're going to establish your own rule and reign over all the earth, and the kingdoms of the world will become the kingdoms of the Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Amen. I got to tell you, that's still true. But it wasn't supposed to happen then. It's happening at the coming of Christ. Not his first coming, but his second coming. When he first came, he came to open the door to all the Gentile nations. You ought to be glad for this. Because previous to that, it was Israel or nothing. It was be Jewish if you want to be under God's favor. 
Bear the marks in your body. Bear the signs. Follow the law. Do those things. Why? Because that's the sacred chosen people. But when Christ, in Christ, here's what Paul said. This used to be a bit of a mystery, but it's not anymore. God has included in Christ all of the nations of the world. So everywhere you go, you can testify. Among every nation, you can testify. Among every people group, you can testify. Among the college students, among the woke You can testify, but don't try to act woke. Really, don't come along saying, oh, well, you're right. No, you're not. No, you're not. And here's the reality. There's going to come a day when you're going to see that, when the king comes again. He is coming again. In the meantime. We're doing something. We're occupying till he comes. We are, we've received the mina from Luke 19. We've received the talent, the investment. We've received the spirit of the Lord. We've received the gift of God inside of us. And we live and we move and we have our being in him. We live under the leadership of the Lord Jesus Christ. And our world comes under his lordship. This is the gospel of the kingdom. You need to catch this because this is, this is not being preached in so many places. And a lot of it because it's not being lived this way. To the degree that we start living this way, we'll be able to step up and say something about it. Somebody laughingly said one time that people who practice what they preach are known for short, simple sermons. Can I say it again? Because you'll get it later. Those who practice what they preach are actually typically known for short, simple sermons. But here's the reality. Your practice preaches. Your love communicates the lordship of Christ. Your concern for lost people communicates not a judgmental attitude to them. Your tears for the woke. Can I say this again? Jesus, my God, on behalf of everybody, whoever rants and raves in some form of what they're calling righteous anger, God, baptize them in divine love. Amen. When you preach justice and judgment, it should be through tears. It should be through an agony of soul, not a superior attitude about how right and righteous you are and how lost and stupid they are. Come on. If you need to repent, repent. But stop that nonsense. The world is willing to listen, but they're not willing to listen to that nonsense. They're willing to listen to the gospel of the kingdom of Christ. From people who are living under the lordship of the king. I got to hurry along. There's so much to say and so little time to say it. But there's the beauty. We can testify and learn. So 
Paul is writing to Timothy, there's a lot of reasons. But, uh, Paul says to contend to the faith, uh, that, that we should contend for the faith. He tell, tells Timothy, in the last days, there are people who are not going to hold on to sound doctrine any longer, but they're just going to go any which way they want to go. And they're going to say that God is blessing them. They're going to be okay with all kinds of things. And they're going to say, we do all this in the name of the Lord. We're a church that's open to everybody. And we're approving of everybody. How many of you know the truth of the kingdom is it's open to everybody? Jesus is the door. He's the gate. By him, if anybody enters in, he finds salvation. Not based on your history, not based on your promise to not repeat it. Based on the glory of his gift and the instruction of the Holy Spirit. But here's, here's the truth of the kingdom. That gate is about this big. I want to come into Jesus. Good, Rex, you don't need all your junk. You don't need your addictions. In fact, there's no room for your addictions. I just want to let it saturate. You know that giant ego of yours? There's no room for that. Oh, I want to be something for God. What a stupid line. I won't be a Christian. No, there are people who believe this. I don't, they, the enemy has them believing that I'm not going to make a commitment to Christ because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be a really good Christian yet. And until I'm sure I'm going to be the most dynamic Christian that ever walked the face of the earth, I'm not making a commitment. What a dumb idea. What an out-of-control ego you have. You've made this about you. When the gospel of the kingdom is about the king. Amen. I love it when people are going to get to heaven and someone's going to say, and I suppose there are people who are going to say to me, how did you get here? And I'm going to say, he invited me. No, I take it back. He instructed me. He called me. He commanded me to repent and to receive from the Lord. He was giving stuff away, and I just happened to be in line. Amen. What do you have that he hadn't given you? There's an answer, isn't there? See, some of you think there's a long list, and you're all concerned about that stuff that you have. That he hasn't given you. Well, it's really quiet in here. I guess we're getting somewhere now. Amen. So this is the, this is the thing. We've got to contend. The whole book of Jude essentially is written about contending for the faith. Fighting for this. You've got to, there's a war going on. Believe me, the enemy has strategies and they are warrior strategies. And if you don't understand that you're in a war, then you're not going to wage war very well. And you're certainly probably not going to win it. You're going to be beaten down and living under the circumstances. You know, have you ever done that? I, I think it was uh, Bob Mumford years ago. I'm not endorsing every one of Bob's teachings, but I loved Bob Mumford's style of communication. He talked about this lady who, who would greet him in one of the churches that he led. And uh, he would say to her every time he said, hi, honey, how are you today? She'd say, well, I'm okay under the circumstances. 
That was her line. Well, well, under the circumstances, I'm doing okay. Finally, Bob got right down into her face. And he said, what are you doing under there? Who told you to get under those? Amen. Here's a better answer. In the name of Jesus, under the rulership of the king, all is well. Hallelujah. It says some of you need to go a ways to get to that. But that's the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints. That's why a Mary Magdalene could testify. Amen. That's why Peter could testify. That's why James and John could testify. That's why the youngest and the oldest could testify. Why? Because we're living under the mercies of the king. We're living in the kingdom of the Lord, our God. And he is merciful and gracious and loving and kind. And he's coming again. And before he comes again, you have an opportunity to hear me testify. So believe. Repent. Receive. I'll be happy to baptize you right here. Because for you to be in this, you got to die to yourself. And be resurrected in the Lord. That's why we baptize people. If you didn't get baptized for that reason, get baptized again. And let me give you a tombstone as a reminder. Not a cute certificate, a tombstone. Why? Because that's the day I died to Rex. And from that day on, I live to Jesus. Amen. We want to be answerable to the king. Well, okay, we've got to grow into this. We've got to learn how this works inside of our life. And so... Understand that the truth of the kingdom is not that complicated. It is the rulership and the leadership and the lordship and the life of the king. He's alive forevermore. How many of you know the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ is according to his endless life? Try that with. The power of the gospel of Christ, the power of the witness of God is that this word is according to his endless life. It's not based on anything else. It's based on the eternal, endless life of Christ. So he, he came, he lived as a human, fully divine, but fully human. It's a mystery. I can't com completely explain it to you. But here's the reality. He was fully human so that he could fully die for all of humankind. And so pay the price for all of our sins forever. And satisfy the justice and the judgment of a righteous, just, holy God who would look on the travail of his son's soul and be satisfied. And Jesus would say, now the price is paid. Paid in full. It's the celebration that we had today of the cross. Paid in full. And so what now? You're mine. In Jesus' name. You can live and have your being in Christ Jesus. All success, all blessing, all glory, all life will come to you in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so the story of Christ is, is incarnation, invasion, and then instruction. Or, or what's a better way to say it? Uh, interaction. Implementation. Why have you come? I've come to get you. <laughs> I've come to tell you. I've come to get you to join me. Uh, so I can take you along with me. Where I'm going, I want you to go. Do you remember him saying that to the disciples? That's the plan. 
Someday it's going to happen. But in the meantime, wherever you go, I'm going. Amen. This is the thing. You've got to see this. The king and the kingdom is really as simple as the lordship and the leadership, the living presence of Christ in your everyday world. Every day. Every moment of every day. Mm. How many of you would just, in all honesty, with every head up and every eye wide open, this will help people. How many of you will confess, boy, I don't know that I'm there fully yet, but I want to be. Come on. It's okay. Come on. Wave your hand around. That's good. That's good. But, but how many of you believe, even though you're not quite there yet and you want to be, that this is the truth of the gospel of Christ? Amen. Amen. So God help me. God help me. And he will say, I will. It's about time. So help me God. Amen. Amen. And so we, we, we see that the king and the kingdom of Christ is the leadership of Christ in our life. And so what do we do to say it? We, we speak of that. We speak of the, the rulership of Christ. We speak the will of God. We don't talk about our opinions. We don't talk our petty, about our petty things, our likes, our dislikes, how cool this was. How, you know, we seriously, we've got people, I was just reading in Isaiah the other day. And, and as I was reading this phrase, it pops up several times in chapter 40 of Isaiah's prophecy. And it goes something like this. And this is my best Elizabethan actor thing. Hark! <laughs> Hear ye! <laughs> you know, hearken now! Several times it says, ho! <laughs> ho! Hey! Yo! <laughs> Did you get that? Did you hear that? Now, why do I say that? Because I was reading that, and I was thinking, <laughs> maybe it was just the Lord talking to him. In fact, I'm sure it was the Lord talking to me. It was like, I live in a world where people share cat videos. Where people run around, anxious to just stuff their phone in someone's face and say, have you seen this? Have you heard this? Oh, this is so cool. And those same people never share the lordship of Christ and the leadership. See, it's not that you're unwilling to share. In all honesty, it's that you value cat videos more than you value the revelation of Christ. I'm not saying everything will be a shouting point. Some of it will be a weeping point. But if God calls you to weep, weep. Pray through. Repent. Get away from that nonsense. Be dissatisfied. Don't just be challenged. Be dissatisfied. I want God to be my all in all. I want you to be my heart and my vision. I want you to be the song that I sing in the night seasons. I want you to be the declaration that I make. I don't want to get up and talk about how smart I am. Or how cool I am. Or how wealthy I am. Or how whatever connected I am. I want to talk about you. Lord Jesus. That's what we say. We speak the instruction of the Lord. God is commanding people to repent. He's commanding people to come under his leadership. They're coming under his leadership no matter what. There is a, a day coming. There is a mighty power that will be revealed over all the earth. There is a judgment that will fall on the earth that is like nothing the world has ever seen. And it's all a part of God establishing establishing his kingdom on the earth. Amen. 
But in the meantime, we are the kingdom. We are living under the leadership, and so we're, we're doing the same thing. We're instructing people to come in. So we settle it. We repent. We're baptized. We receive, uh, we recycle, and we repeat. That's the best way I know how to say it. Just receive, recycle, repeat. Don't, don't have to be some cool thing. No. You have to receive. You got to recycle. You got to repeat. So it's the Lord gives you something, and you go, Ho! <laughs> Hark! <laughs> Hear ye! <laughs> Hey, have you seen this? Amen. Amen. And then God says, that's for you too. To the people you share it with. So this is how we grow in the kingdom. So that what? So that we can go into all the world. So that we can commit to being disciples. And we can commit to building disciples. It's just that simple. God has, has instructed us to be disciples. I, I love the word disciple for this reason. It has discipline in it, which isn't that attractive to most of us. Right? Because, you know, maybe you think of discipline as, I'm being punished. <laughs> but that's really not, that doesn't rise to the level of discipline. Punishment is for the unrighteous and the ungodly. Punishment is for the unrepentant. Punishment is what God is doling out at the coming of Christ, at the judgment of Christ. Amen. But in the meantime, what he's giving out is discipline. He's giving out conviction. He's giving out instruction. He is giving out an opportunity to hear the word of the Lord and to respond to the Lordship of Christ by saying yes and amen. By saying, okay, God, your kingdom come and your will be done. You know, I love this Lord's Prayer. Can we just put it up there? It's, it's actually, I call it the disciples' prayer because, you know, they, they actually asked him in one place to teach them how to pray, and this is what he taught them. But this particular one is from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus was just basically teaching the principles of the kingdom, the principles of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. And here's what he said. You need to pray like this. Our Father in heaven. Why don't we say it? Can you, if you can read, read this. If you can't read, just mumble. Nobody will know you can't read. And then honestly, tell somebody. Tell somebody. You know, I can't read, but I might like to learn. Because I want to read the Bible. And we're going to help you. Amen. So if you can, read this out loud, would you? Pray then like this. In heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. It's significant to me that in this only prayer model that Jesus actually ever gave, twice, in just a few verses, twice, this gospel of the kingdom is mentioned. Amen. What is it? Your kingdom come. And your will be done. Why? Because it's yours. Thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the glory. 
And so here's what I want to just suggest, that from this moment on, you have been called to the gospel of the kingdom. You have been appointed as a disciple to be disciplined by the rulership and the leadership of the living Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. And always, always you should pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, right here in me, and in all the earth that I'm a part of, as it is in the heavens, because yours is this kingdom. Yours is this power. And ultimately, Lord God, hallelujah, yours is the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.